Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs, host of Nurse Talk Radio, one of the thousands of nurses on duty today. Here's what we're talking about this week. The fraud that's going on is a practice called upcoding, where uh, the coding for a medical condition and a patient being treated is made uh, more severe so that the provider will get a higher reimbursement. Humana also, as a consequence of that, in their Advantage plans, is given a little bit of extra money by the government, by you and me, to manage patients who have those upcoded kinds of conditions. But as you can tell by that, you don't want your medical condition overstated or improperly stated. Well, what I don't understand, so when a doctor does a surgery and they do their coding and they pass it on, once they pass it on to Humana, that's where the code is changed? No, the code is most often changed at the provider level. So the fraud is usually occurring at the provider level, not at Humana's level. But that's not to say that it doesn't happen in in Humana's offices and so forth, but it's certainly encouraged because the amount of reimbursement that provider will get will also be higher for that upcoded service. So the incentive, obviously, to the provider is Humana gets a little bit of a bump from the government for monitoring those risk categories. I see. So it's not in Humana's best interest then to look at the codes and try to make sure that they're correct because they also get more money. Well, and also it seems like that could change treatment decisions downstream from that based on what you're seeing in the chart. Which would be damaging to the patient because if they think you have a more serious condition than you actually do, they're treating you for that. Exactly. Boy, that's dangerous. So it's just wrong, you know, and it doesn't see it seems to me like every time we look at we think we've found a way that the insurance industry or that uh, providers who are less than honest are going to game the system, we see another way that they've gamed the system and and people often will rush and say, "Well, it's the fault of the government for not for not having tighter." That's not true. It's not the government's fault. It's not the fault of of those of us who are trying to work for a Medicare for all for life system. The fault is those people who are abusing and committing fraud at the level of the provider or at the level of the insurance industry. And once again, Donna, if we had a single payer system, there would be a lot less of this because it would be a one, you know, there wouldn't be a reason to to try to gain the system to get more cash. You wouldn't be able to do it. Absolutely. And it would be so much more easily identified. And this is what often happens with some of these folks. They just get too greedy. They start submitting too many claims that are just out of range for what the normal provider would be submitting. So all of a sudden you're seeing patients that all of them have essential primary hypertension and none of them seem to have this borderline less severe problem. And they can compare that in a Medicare for All type system where the where we do get to see what's happening on a, a bigger, more global level. We can identify more quickly those situations where somebody is, is doing that kind of fraudulent activity. And so is this just happening with Medicare Advantage plans or can this happen throughout the system? It can happen throughout the system. It certainly can be. But Medicare Advantage is in a unique spot because it, it's got this incentive for the, the insurer to get this extra pool of funds from the federal government when, they, when they're creating a, a risk score that's higher for the group of people that are in their Advantage plan. So they'll look at that Advantage plan in Florida and go, hey, wow, you know, Humana's really handling a lot of people who have some serious problems, so they're going to get, you know, $100,000 per quarter extra money for, for this kind of treatment of that group of people and that risk 
for category. So it happens more frequently with Medicare Advantage because there's this incentive. It certainly happens in other areas where providers who are being less than honest are upcoding into into different areas. I mean, it's terrible stuff. That's what's dangerous. Okay, now let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the Robin Hood tax, also known as Senator Bernie Sanders' legislation in the Senate, the College for All Act and the Robin Hood tax. Tell us about that. Oh, we love to talk about the Robin Hood tax. You know, so many people will will say we can't afford to do Medicare for all. We can't do single payer. We can't do, you know, public and college for tuition free up to the up through bachelor's degree status. They'll say we can't do all these things because we don't have the money. And Bernie Sanders is very quick to point out there's a really really sound way to make it happen that we have the money and that we put the onus back on Wall Street to help bail out the middle class instead of the other way around. The Robin Hood tax would impose a very small, a half a percentage point tax on all of these high-speed financial transactions that happen in, a, in huge numbers on Wall Street that pay absolutely no taxes whatsoever. They get a pass. They don't pay anything on all those transactions. So by imposing, imposing this very small tax on these transactions that happen in, in batches of millions every day in this country, we could raise hundreds of billions hundreds of billions of dollars that could go into things like Medicare for All for Life, single-payer coverage. So having this Robin Hood tax is just a fabulous way that doesn't impose yet another hardship on working-class Americans, but actually takes it to the place where, you know, Wall Street nearly brought our country to its knees in, in their reckless behavior, and Bernie is so eloquent when he talks about this. But the reality is they've got to pay their fair share of taxes in this country. They've certainly gotten wealthy off of us. They've been bailed out by the American public. It's time for them to pay their fair share, and the Robin Hood tax is the very best way to do that. One of the thing, other things that Bernie talks about uh, very consistently is that in order for any politician, whether it's Bernie or whether it's someone else who sits in the White House, that it cannot be Donald Trump. I think we can all agree on that. Yes. But the reality is they must have a movement behind them calling for the kinds of change that we must have, which is all of us keeping the pressure on and saying to the Congress, whatever makeup they may be politically, this is why we elected Bernie Sanders as our president, this is what we want. We can still make this happen. Well, and I believe there is a similar Robin Hood tax bill, H.R. 1464, that is being introduced by Representative Keith Ellison, and it's pending in the House of Representatives currently. Is that correct? That is correct. Absolutely. Keith Ellison is absolutely a champion of the Robin Hood tax on the House side. He's very well respected. He quietly just works hard and puts forward the kinds of plans and things like the Robin Hood tax that we'd really all like to have. And Keith Ellison uh, hails from Minnesota, where we know we have a wonderful, the Minnesota Nurses Association is really a wonderful and, and really works hard with uh, Representative Ellison to make sure that the things that working class people need to see are actually happening in Congress. But it's, it's a tough road, as we all know, when there's so much gridlock. And the gridlock can only be broken by all of us. For more information about this topic or about National Nurses United, visit nnu.org.